One day, a man has everything. The next day, he blows up a $400 billion space station. And the next day, he has nothing. It makes you think. No, it doesn't. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 2, Brannigan Begin Again. Yes, we are. We are going to have some opinions, I I imagine. Well, I'm just going to throw this out right at the beginning. Let's do it. Let's, Let's get weird. I wasn't particularly looking forward to this episode because of my previously mentioned general dislike of zap brannigan general dislike okay uh so how i met your mother podcast (laughs) next yes i mean we we have to have a stable of podcasts for the maximum ben network so um so yeah i wasn't looking too forward to it but um will my will my a tease by the way are you building a tease Yes. As they would call yes. him, like... Shh, I'm trying to do this. <laughs> Will Ben's presumed hatred of this episode turn out to be yet another disappointment? Stay tuned. For Back to the Futurama. The thing you're currently listening to. It, I don't know if we need a tease for an episode people are already listening to. We return to Back to the Futurama. Already in progress. Right now. Okay, <laughs> so... Yes, uh, Brannigan began again. Oh boy, we're starting um, this strong. Well, so I actually didn't take a whole lot of notes uh, for this one, mostly because every time I I wanted to write down any sort of note, it was literally just some quote that somebody says. Sure. So I didn't want to have my notes just be literally five pages of like, that was a funny line. That was a funny line. I'm not exactly sure how different that is than usual, but we'll we'll just keep going. All right, let's get into the episode for real. Um, So there's a cold open, and uh, Bender and Fry are playing a game that looks very similar to uh, chess uh, in Star Wars. Right. I mean, I'm sure somebody will point out exactly what it's called, but I'm sure there's a game... uh, I'm sure there's a name for whatever weird uh, hologram chess they play on the Millennium Falcon in Star Wars. I'm just going to call it Space Chess. They're playing Space Chess. Yeah. Uh, complete with um, a bunch of character alien species uh, from the show, from sure. the Futurama universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fry makes a move, and then uh, Bender decides to just cheat and have all of his pieces attack Fry himself. I, I think you're forgetting the important thing in this is that uh, Fry's move is that he sends Horsey to Pointy Guy 6. That's true. I did not... <laughs> I, thank you for catching that in your notes that's very very good i told you most of my notes for this episode are just things people said well trust me the neutral planet is going to make a large discussion in this in this episode because uh-huh we'll, we'll get there the, stay tuned the, see that's what, how you do a tease it's not <laughs> the interesting thing about space chess uh that they're playing is that when bender decides to cheat and just says 
get him. All the holograms are actual like things that just attack Fry. Like they're actual corporeal <laughs> objects yeah. that just beat the hell out of Fry. And then I believe at the end of it, it's a Fry says, "Good move." Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, and that's cold open. Basically, has nothing to do with the rest of the episode. Just kind of just a funny a little, little gag. A little Star Wars reference, which is always nice. Mm-hmm. So then we uh, we go straight to the good news, everyone. There's a mission to to um, to further the cause of intergalactic peace, the noble cause of in, uh, intergalactic peace. Um, Fry and Bender want to get out of it because they're watching cartoons. I mean, they have their priorities. Also, we we also get out of things because we have to watch cartoons and Be- then because talk about them. We have our priorities. We we have similar priorities. So the the mission is to uh, dupe the Democratic Order of Planets D O O P. Yeah, I should point out that the mission isn't to dupe the Democratic Order. the The mission is to deliver a package to dupe. Right. Thank you for being that. You're you're right <laughs> because it definitely did sound. You're right. Thank you. Your man. mission, if you choose to accept it, is to dupe the ed- a Democratic <laughs> Order of Planets. Um, so basically, uh, it's told to Fry that this is similar to the UN of his time, which Fry has no idea about. Um, and then Min- Hermes mentions that it's the similar to the Federation from his Star Trek program, which I will point out for a future episode. This co- this suggestion or mention doesn't mm-hmm. make a ton of sense. I believe I pointed that out in uh, the first, the very first episode, because Fry points out that the doors in the future move, uh, they slide open like in Star Trek. Yes, uh, I think this is a little bit more egregious because it's Hermes that did it, not Fry. Mm-hmm. Point is, it's a weird, weird continuity. It, yeah, it's weird we'll, continuity. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. So they are the delivery is oversized scissors to a ribbon cutting for the new headquarters, which is located in the neutral zone. The neutral zone. Dun dun dun. Um yeah, it's it's out in the in the neutral zone, um, a giant four billion dollar space station. Mm-hmm. And um it's kind of a big uh, party. Everybody's celebrating the 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 new space station, uh, the completion of this new space station. Sure. As I'm assuming the Federation also uh celebrated, and same with the UN mm-hmm. with a giant space party, of course. Yep. Uh, I believe you can look that up on Wikipedia to confirm that. And if not, make make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, History is written by those who have access to Wikipedia. That is a fact. Citation needed. Um, yeah, there are all kinds of different alien species here at the dupe. Um, this is our, we, we get our first glimpse at uh, the Amazonians because Fry's uh, hitting up uh, one of the Amazonian women mm-hmm. wanting um, to get a coffee and meet, mm-hmm. uh, kind of know more about each other we do see a lot of different alien species most of which never really come up again sure i mean a, a lot i mean there's a lot of um space shows or movies mm-hmm. that have these like one-off kind of alien types and then never come back like i think the um you see some the one of the robot elders from the episode where Bender is on the planet where humans are... Fear of a bot planet. Thank you. Um, and then you also see uh, one of the slurm worms from mm-hmm. f- Fry in the Slurm Factory. So there are some callbacks, there are some call forwards, and they're just like generic kind of uh-huh. like um, things like that. Um, Fry, when entering this kind of 
Gala full of aliens is mind blown. His mind is just gone. And and, and there's nothing possibly so interesting. And then he sees a craft table with muffins on it. And he freaks out and runs over there. To be fair, that's pretty much how I react when I see a basket of muffins. Right. But aliens you've never seen before. Muffins. One in one hand, one in the other. Look, if you're if you don't literally have a muffin in your hand that you're prepared to give to me, let's stop talking about muffins. But but it's it's okay. <laughs> I just I really love muffins, preferably uh, blueberry. So so get on you, that. You, so get on that, listeners tweet, or me. Tweet some, me? tweet some muffins at me somehow. At, at Back to Futurama. The future allows us to do that. This is a thing, right? Um, sure. Uh, the only other, I mean, they, they call out a couple of specific alien species um, because the dupe has arranged uh, the peace between the bug people and the lizard people. Yeah. Which, Except then one of the, the lizard people is just eating one of the bug people. Well, sure. I mean, you know, um, he, d- he does spit him up and continue mm-hmm. the handshake, though. So, you know, Zap, pretty good. Zap also at this point stops the delivery of these oversized scissors mm-hmm. out of fear that they might be up to some neutral plot. Yep, because um, Zap mistrusts the neutral people. Mm-hmm. He hates them with oh, a fiery right. passion. Um, so he stops Leela from delivering the scissors as he thinks it's, as part as you said, mm-hmm. a part of a plot to hurt the yarn people of Nylar 4, mm-hmm. which I know some people that listen to the podcast would be very upset to hear that yarn people might be hurt. <laughs> um, I will leave that at that, unless you want to go. I'm just trying to decide if if a crocheter would rather know yarn people or kill yarn people to use them as yarn for crochet projects. Well, uh, tweet at us at Back to Futurama <laughs> and let us know. This is the segment where we talk to one friend of ours specifically. <laughs> one person that's literally actively been on the podcast before. Uh-huh. Um <laughs> So yeah, we we find out uh, Zap just keeps going on and on about um, how much he hates the, sure. the neutral, um, the neutrals. And oh, we do get a great line that I love from Zap, where he's um, uh, where when he's confiscating the oversized scissors, he's like, "Yeah, but um, scissors cut paper, but paper covers rock." And then he he arrests them, and he's like, "And bring me some paper." Uh, no, bring me a rock. Yeah, it was something about paper. Uh huh. Yeah, he's just he like his his entire military knowledge is rock paper scissors. Well, I mean, we've already discussed his um his bad uses of an, mm-hmm. uh, of analogies already with the the deck of cards uh, analogy bomb that he delivered to us. Oh no! The sorry, I I just remembered it. The line is uh, <laughs> gotta get it to, right to confiscate their scissors. Search them for paper. Search them for paper. Yeah, that's and right. bring me a rock. <laughs> well, yeah, it's just it. This it, they're very good with Zap, just making sure he doesn't know what the concept of an analogy is, mm-hmm. which is fantastic to me. Um, yeah, he arrests them and throws them in in his ship. Um, he's supposed to cut the ribbon, mm-hmm. and he's he's a little too preoccupied with arresting the Planet Express crew for oversized novelty scissors. For, f- f- with which he is supposed to be cutting the ribbon. Like, he mm-hmm. is actively sabotaging himself. Kiff reminds him of that, and Zap says, oh, I'll just do it with the ship's laser, which he then sets to 
hyper death which seems like a good thing to to use at a uh, ribbon cutting that's that's what i would use he managed to manages to actually uh cut the ribbon though it's true before immediately just sending the laser off to destroy a four billion dollar space station well i mean nobody's perfect poe buddy's nerfect womp womp um (laughs) 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 oh man um yeah, so he blows up the the, the new dupe headquarters, mm-hmm. um, and so they convene at a trial to uh, convict him for blowing mm-hmm. up the dupe headquarters at the old dupe headquarters. And it's located in Weehawken, New Jersey. I have nothing to say. I'm just trying to figure out how many Hamilton references I want to shove into this episode. Let's 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 go. Let's do this. Wait, is that pro Hamilton or? I'm telling you to do it. Okay, so we're doing this. Thank you. Well, okay. <laughs> one. Ding. Number one. Oh, okay, no. Ding. Two. I apologize to everybody listening to this podcast right now. So I actually don't want you to have a sound effect for ding. I just want to say ding every time. They're having a trial about zaps. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm done with this seg- this little bit. This okay. was a failed bit. Welcome to failed bit corner. They're having a trial for <laughs> zap. Um, mm-hmm. the prosecutor is, uh, I think he has a name, but I'm not sure. Uh, it's the hyper chicken, the yes. lawyer hyper chicken. Yes. We, this I don't is remember the first, his name. This is the first time we meet it's the first time. Uh, the lawyer, the, the giant hyper chicken lawyer, mm-hmm. um, who I love. He's such a great character. He's so he's very good and also very bad at his job. Like so many people in this universe are just really bad at the thing that they do. Well, uh, it it may be a an, an, uh, problem with the algorithm that gives the career chips if we're still considering that. That is a option. really messed up algorithm. Sure. Because everybody is so bad at their job. That's true. Well, except for, uh, no, Fry is bad. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Continue. Well, Leela wasn't bad. She did it reluctantly, but she wasn't bad. Regardless, uh, they're having this trial. Uh, the, the chicken, the hyper chicken prosecutor is uh he I mean he's doing his thing i don't have any well, of his quotes he, specifically i don't have any of his quotes but he calls the jury to testify uh-huh he which the, is well because it's the jury is all uh People members of there. dupe they were all there and uh the jury is ordered to re- disregard its own testimony which is just fantastic and and then the the prosecutor decides to, to rest his case mm-hmm. basically giving nothing to the court i also really love how just the 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 testimony that the jury is ordered to disregard despite the fact that the jury gave it is he's literally just like are you going to convict and they're all like yeah and he's like i rest my case well it's like, well they also say who 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 blowed blew up that the the space station and they all point to zap and say that's mm-hmm. the guy yep um additionally in the um in the the jury is a little like half glurmo from yeah. the slurm factory which yeah. i really really love it, that callback i and, and he's still got like a uh like a bandage on, uh-huh. which is very good. They go off to um, well, no, uh, b- right now. Oh, right. Uh, the, the the head of dupe dismisses the case because there's really no evidence or anything, and it's a very incompetent prosecutor. Mm-hmm. Some bad lawyer, and uh, Leela stands up and says, "You know, I know you've already dismissed the court, and you're not looking for more testimony, but I like to testify." To which the head of dupe is saying, I'll allow this. I'm going to allow this, <laughs> which is one of my favorite 
things that I do all the time to everybody. I have probably about three versions of the, the GIF for that on my phone because I always forget that I have it and regenerate it from the Morbotron. And I've, I, I send that gift to everybody. Yes, you do. I, I know. I've sent it to you at least once. Yes, <laughs> you have. <laughs> no, I will. I love um, that gift. It's a very good gift. But, and I, yeah, I, I use that one all the time. It's so good. So she testifies. Uh, and I don't even remember that what the prosecutor asks her, but she says, that's a dumb question. He asks if at the time that the station was blown up, if she was wearing a hoop skirt. <laughs> yes, it, it that's an incredibly dumb question. And then she's like, look, I saw it happen. It was it was Zap. The jury is so bad. Uh, oh, actually, first, Zap gets to cross examine the yeah. witness, which he uses as an excuse to question her under oath whether or not she had sex with him, mm-hmm. which Leela uh, admits because she's mm-hmm. under oath, um, which Fry goes, woo, in surprise. I do also like how Zap is like, we met before, and on that occasion, did you have sex with anyone? <laughs> like, <laughs> gotta narrow down that space until you get right, right in the middle. Such an obtuse, roundabout way of doing it that Zap is just all for. Well, I imagine Zap doesn't really know how to lawyer very well although he does seem to be a little better than the hyper chicken Um, doesn't take much solid point i'm a better lawyer than the hyper chicken i would believe it um i probably would not call you if i got arrested for anything though just just to be honest that's okay i like being able to sleep in some days so i don't want to have to wake up early to go you know defend you in court how early do you think i'm gonna get arrested I got nothing for this. <laughs> well, welcome to failed bit corner. <laughs> um, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of that tonight. Oh man, we are. There have been some episodes where we've been completely on the same page, and there are some that are just. We, we love everybody that listens to us. The jury uh, goes to deliberate, and by deliberate, I mean they kind of go through one door and then come back around. They pretty the much other make door. a quick circle. And they find Zap guilty. Leela then does the woo And Zap is stripped of his... Captaincy? Captain... Captaincy? Is that a word? I believe captaincy is a word. Tweet at us, at Back to Futurama. Let us know if captaincy is a word. Particularly if the Merriam-Webster dictionary account is uh, following us. That would be fantastic. Yes, if you're, if you're following us, definitely tweet at us. We're Merriam-Webster, please. That would make my day. I would I'd fall out of my chair at least. <laughs> um, yeah, they strip him of his rank, and uh, he is kicked out of the dupe, mm-hmm. um, effective immediately. And he has this long, drawn-out walk, and he decides to give this last-minute speech. Um about dignity and something or other and then he finishes it with and mostly it was kiff's fault and just like that kiff is also stripped of his uh rank and is also kicked out of the dupe it's very funny to me how he kiff gets barely any words in edgewise to defend himself on that like this the whole the whole thing around uh zap having this whole huge court martial and then kiff is like oh oh as they leave the Weehawken dupe headquarters, Zap says, One day, a man has everything. 
The next day, he blows up a $4 billion space station. The next day, he has nothing. Really makes you think. Uh, Basically, it makes me think, hey, don't blow up a $4 billion space station. That would be my thought. And then in my notes, I just have written hobo montage. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, The only thing I have written down um, is uh, Zap and Kiff become ragged, uh, resorting to implied prostitution. It's very heavily implied prostitution. Well, we don't see anything other than the solicitation. Mm -hmm. Um, From from Hattie McDougal, which um, I forget which of our listeners pointed that out. Um, But thank you for doing so. But thank you for uh, for that, because when when she was introduced in um, uh, uh, iRoomate. A previous episode. iRoomate. I I was getting there. (laughs) When she was introduced in iRoomate, we were like, I think she's has a name. And, but yeah, sure. somebody pointed Some, out somebody's going to Google. So thank you for that. Yes, thank you. Somebody's going to point out the hyper chicken's name, and we're all going to be like, "Well, of course it is." It was not part of this episode, though. But yeah, so they have a hobo montage where they're walking the streets <laughs> and and they're hungry. And yeah, at one point there's the implied prostitution. I really do appreciate how Zap is dressed basically as a cowboy for one. And, and I'm, mm-hmm. I know that there that's a reference. To it's something. a reference to something. But I just we, don't know yeah. it off the top of my head. If you know, please tweet at Back to Futurama, or I guess we can probably go to one of the Futurama wikis on the internet. We probably should have done that before we started this podcast that we talk about. Look, I spend all of my effort on this podcast just watching an episode and writing things down about mm-hmm. it. I can't be expected to actually do any research. Yeah, you can't be expected to do three things. Three things is outrageous. <laughs> it's too bad you can't clone yourself and then each do one thing. Uh, there was a movie about that in the 90s, and it did not work out very well. I'm, there's also a Futurama reference to that I'm making. Okay, so... It's a future Futurama reference. Ooh, future Futurama. We cut to the Planet Express building, and uh, Fry and Bender are washing off the ship. Well, and they kind of. I mean, they're they're actively like cleaning the ship, except then they get into a hose fight. Mm-hmm. The third of the day, the second one using actual hoses, according to Leela. That that gives me a question, but only on one side of the fight. That is a uh, look. We are rated E for everyone. So I understand. This that. is not a conversation that uh, we should be having on this podcast we've talked about implied prostitution just about five minutes ago look we're not going to talk about (laughs) (laughs) um and at that point uh there's a the doorbell rings and zap and kiff are there uh both looking ragged and tired and um and they just want to work for food. Zap suggests that maybe he could uh, do like some cleaning or service Leela sexually or mop. And Leela says, you don't know how to do any of those things. <laughs> so very good. I, I, I want to back up just for one moment because what I have written down for the, the hose fight scene is, meanwhile, at Planet Express, Leela is trying to get Fry and Bender to clean the ship, but they're jerks. I can't argue with those notes. I know. See, this is this is the sanctity of the notes. This is why it would be so hard to do a third thing on top of taking these notes, because these are quality notes between their jerks and hobo montage. <laughs> Boy, how do your 
when when you when we have made a pact that when you listen when you listener when you listen to this podcast you're getting the best material we can possibly give you possibly so leela's about to slam the door on zap's face by hitting a button labeled slam and the professor comes up and says oh it's that disgraced starship captain um if we hire him then people will uh, it'll be a good distraction from our horrible safety records <laughs> so they hire zap on and uh, their very first mission with zap as one of the crew members uh zap and kiff i should yeah. i should point out they both do get a package deal uh-huh mm-hmm. they go to the the delivery is to stumbs stumbo's four a planet with such high gravity that you might be crushed under the weight of your own hair i can imagine why people would want to live there on, on the way zap uh is talking with bender and fry and for some reason uh he starts talking about if there is a bare-bottomed spanking policy he is volunteering to take the spankings for his new cast mates crewmates crewmates yeah that's right uh yeah and um and it's awkward yeah but i mean they're like oh hey this guy's all right because like he's one of us he's willing to take this punishment um, but mostly they're like, well, you know, she mostly just makes us work and like yells a lot. But meanwhile, Kiff is actually having a pretty good time because um, for once, she's uh, the captain is actually being respectful and appreciative of yeah. Kiff's hard work. It, he says it's the happiest day of his life and then hugs Leela, which she uh, doesn't quite know how to deal with. I think I can say that pretty accurately. My 100% quality notes say... Kiff is happy because Leela is respectful. A little too happy. <laughs> oh, these quality notes. I feel like we should just release the notes instead of this podcast. Oh, God, no. That's <laughs> terrifying. But just, or maybe just have like an, a computer-generated voice, or two voices, one saying my notes and then going to your Look, notes. Look, that computer-generated voice that we used in the first episode is still the most beloved host on this podcast yeah i know of two hosts yeah I, so i i understand that we're probably both tied for last behind the computer voice but that's okay um we shouldn't put more computer voices in because they will be even further down that list their mission when they get to stumbos four is to deliver 40 pillows to a hotel seems easy it does seem easy but she insists that they load one pillow onto the hover dolly at a time Mm-hmm. because of the intense gravity but there's no gravity when when they're standing in the ship so they just say hey i've got a great idea let's load up all the pillows at once well there's not no gravity sorry i'm going off on my own tangent because they they have an anti-grav pump in the ship so that they're not currently heavy right they don't get the effects of the planet's extreme gravity they are at like um they're at one g right so yeah leela says put one at a time then put them on the dolly and walk them all the way there and then come back and get do one at a time. Bender, of course, immediately says, why don't we just do all of them? And they agree. That's a great idea. So they push the hover dolly out. It immediately just snaps in half. Leela comes out and is very upset and says, well, you didn't listen to me. So now you got to carry them all one by one yeah. with your hands over to that hotel. I mean... Fry had basically was about to go grab the the backup dolly and put them back on there. So 
Mm-hmm. It's time to uh, do it do it Leela's way. I also have uh, written down, um, I almost missed this, but when Leela's talking about the extreme gravity, Fry says, oh, it's fine because I'm wearing this lead apron, which I love because it's like he gets the idea that a lead apron is going to do something. He's, it's going to protect him from a thing. Extreme not- gravity is not the thing, though. Certainly not, but with the way that Leela like kind of just like karate chops it off of him, it, I feel like the gravity would have solved that problem. They have to take these pillows, and it's a very tough time because of the the extreme gravity. Sure, um, and they kind of give up after the uh, after it starts raining, and it's as Fry puts it, uh, some refreshing high gravity rain, and it is just pelting them like little it it sounds like hail almost yeah zap starts talking about how um you know when he was captain things were different sure i i will point out that that kiff is during this they they cut back to the ship where kiff starts complaining about zap talila until she kind of asks let's talk about something else to which kiff thinks for a minute and kind of stammers and then just continues his story about Kif, uh, about zap zap says that when he was captain uh, all he asked of his men was for 100% loyalty. If he had that, well, he doesn't care if they just sat around all day drinking beer in their underpants. It's true. And Bender gets really excited about the beer, and Fry gets really excited about the underpants. He does. Um, while this is kind of building to a fever pitch, uh, Fry says the line, if she would have let us use the backup dolly, we could have broken it, <laughs> given up, and gone home by now. Which is great, because he knows it's not going to work. He just doesn't want to have to do any real work. He doesn't care. Like He knows it's going to break, and that's what he wants. That way, he can just go home. Then we cut back to the ship where Kiff is still going on and on and on and on and on about how wonderful of a Captain Leela is, and he never has to deal with Zap again. And then uh, Zap runs in and says, this is a mutiny. Yep. And, and, And then Kiff is just kind of heartbroken yet again. They throw Leela in the brig, which is really just the laundry room. But they we'll, renamed it. The laundry brig. The laundry brig, exactly. Um, Zap orders Bender and Fry to drink beer and, and sit around to gain their loyalty, which they seem to take him up on. Well, and I also like how the moment that the mutiny happens, Fry is already opening a beer with one hand and taking off his pants mm-hmm. with the other hand. And he's already shirtless. Mm-hmm. So like, he's basically just like, I'm getting in these underpants. Yeah. Like he was prepared for beer and underpants, which I guess is what you sign up for when you sign up for Zap Brannigan mm-hmm. as your captain. Which I've, I've always found interesting because there's that scene in uh, Why Must I Be... No, that's that's the next one. Um, where we first meet Zap and they're kind of like showing around the, the facility or whatever. And he says something about to his men to try and like... And mm-hmm. then they all just like are dead quiet. So it's, 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 it's almost as if Zap was maybe not telling the truth. It's almost that way. Yes. Zap then reveals his plan for the, the new planet express um, mission, which is to finally take out those filthy neutrals once and for all, once and for all. Um, so I'm I just, I'm just going to warn you before we get into this section, this is where I'm like, I have like maybe 90 different quotes written down because I love the neutrals. Oh, I'm going to let you do that. I, I, have so some, I have some written down as well uh, because I have written down in my notes. Let's just continue going down that path. Neutral planet equals the best. <laughs> it, it does. 
And uh, I have one quote here is, all I know is, my gut says, maybe. I mean, you're jumping ahead a little bit, but yes. Mm -hmm. Um, So Zap reveals his plan, and uh, basically his plan is to fly the Planet Express ship directly into the neutral planet's uh, leadership. Yeah. Um, They're building in the neutral planet capital. Sure. So this, this, uh, meanwhile, he's going to jettison from the ship in the ship's only spacesuit. That's true. Leaving Fry and Bender to die horrible deaths. And uh, at this point, they're a little bit less happy with this. And yeah, Fry seems to slowly realize that that, that means he's going to die. He's, he's still mm-hmm. like celebrating and then he's like, whoa, wait. So let's get into these neutral planet quotes because I've got a bunch. As the By shi- all means. As the ship is hurtling towards the planet, uh, the, one of his aides comes in and says, Commander, it's a beige alert. And um, when when asked if they're going to survive, he's like, "All I know is my gut says maybe." Right. Um, and then later on, one one of uh, the leader says, "If I don't survive, tell, tell my, my wife, wife hello. hello." Which I love. I that's another one that I I would always say all the time, and everybody would always be like, "You don't have a wife," and I'm like, "You're missing the point of this yeah. quote." Because even if I did have a wife, hello? This is also, I would like to point out, this is before Adele's hello. Sure. So, like, at least that I would get. But this is, what it, What are we talking? Lionel Richie, hello? <laughs> I really appreciate how we, we often go into the segment that Ben yells at previous people that he had met once before. Because they don't understand my Futurama references, and it makes me die a little bit inside. I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm, I am. I, we are the same. We've discussed this on the podcast. We are on the same wavelength when it comes to Futurama, and, and probably all our listeners are also on the same wavelength where they've made Futurama references to people. They, they are know. listening to a Futurama podcast. No, I'm, that's why I'm saying that. Um, I think that's all my my really good uh, neutral planet uh you said you had like 80 of them well he does um when he's at the the dupe headquarters way back like a million scenes ago (laughs) literally at the beginning of the episode he he does say that um in response to the um auspicious occasion of the uh ceremonial opening of the new dupe headquarters he says I have no strong opinions on this one way or the other. Like <laughs> I love every, the neutral planet. Every line that the neutrals say is so good, and I quote them all the time, and I love every one of them. They're so very good. The um, beige alert kills me every time. <laughs> um, beige. Back on the Planet Express ship, Fry and Bender rush into the laundry bit brig, mm-hmm. where Leela's folding some laundry. Because, I mean, if you're in there, you might sure. as well... You know, you get some laundry done. You got to pass the time somehow. Um, and you, 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 when they throw her in there, you can see laundry going. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, makes he, sense. yeah. She says, uh, "What did he do? He canceled nap time, ran out of beer, and they both like shake their heads on both of those." And then she says, "So he's about to kill us." <laughs> they get to the the helm of the ship, and it turns out Zap has disabled the steering, so she can't steer away. And Bender's freaking out. Sure. And uh, at this point, Zap has ejected with with Kif because he found the, he found a child space a, a child space suit. Mm-hmm. suit. Um, uh, Kif Kif kind of wants to stay because because Leela is a better captain, and Leela just is like, well, puts on the helmet and is like, well, so long, yeah. And so while they're trying to while they're trying to save the ship, Bender's freaking out and he's like, Leela, save me! 
and yourself, I guess. And my banjo. And he like pulls out a banjo yeah. out of nowhere. And there's a really long silence where Fry's like, hmm. And Fry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a good it's a good gag. It's, it's a I like I like this whole whole sort there's of bit. A, there's here. a lot of gags here. Um, um Leela Leela gets Fry and Benner to uh to actually do work and they agree to it. For once. For once. Um and she tells them to go put the all the dark matter that they have in the left uh engine because they can't steer currently. And they do, despite the fact that, as Bender puts it, that crap's heavy. It's true. And and for those of us, because it's probably Nibbler's crap. This plan manages to save everybody because all the power gets diverted to the left engine. It veers off and misses the neutral planet. Then we go back to the dupe headquarters, the, in, the Weehawken. The, the New Jersey headquarters mm-hmm. of dupe. Yep. Zap has just finished telling a rousing tale of how he saved the day. Sure. And when asked if uh, this strange tale is true, Leela is about to argue it. But then the professor says, oh, well, that's great. If you if you lie about it and he's still kicked out of the dupe, we can retain him as captain. To which she replies that the entire story is true, even the parts that didn't make sense and everything about her female incompetence. <laughs> and the whole the whole thing is true. Thus, they reinstate Zap's uh, rank and parking privileges with the dupe. Sure. As they're walking away, Zap is, uh, he's, he's like, oh, I need to shave my armpits. Because earlier, Kiff was talking about how Zap ma- used to make him do that. In the tub. In the tub. Ugh. Kiff is like, ugh. And he leans over to Leela. He's like, I'll call you to tell you about it. Because <laughs> Leela's sitting on pins and needles waiting for that call. Uh, and then the very last scene is um, the uh, Bender and Fry feel like they deserve some time off. Leela says no, and they complain a little bit more. And she says, well, okay, we can take the week off. The professor says, no time off. Leela says, let's mutiny. So he, she, is, he, she is learning lessons from possibly the worst uh, robots or humans to learn lessons of. It's true. I mean, it's... Uh, I mean, last week or... I think it was last week she learned the lesson from Bender just leave and say so long jerkwads and now she's learning to be a little bit lazier yeah she's coming down to the level of everyone else instead of everyone else rising up that's because I will say that that's usually not how the world works it's true usually you want to rise up sure oh my (laughs) god Uh, sorry ding Okay, so um, this has been the Hamilton sub podcast within uh, Back to Futurama. Back to the Futurama. Sorry, I got I got the Twitter handle in there. Anyways, enough Hamilton uh, talk aside. Let's talk about grades. Yeah, we we had talked kind of for some of the behind the scenes or parting the kimono discussion. Uh, we had we we talked about us not really being a huge fan of this episode, I think, or or just having a kind of a. My specific point was that I wasn't looking forward to it. Okay, yeah, that we have episodes that we were looking forward to. Like I was looking forward to flying fry in the Slurm Factory. That being said, I found this episode pretty good. It still has Zap. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of Zap, obviously, but he's shown here as a realistic. Um, well, I guess not realistic, but more complex than originally, 
where it's just mostly about him trying to score score with Leela. Yeah. Thank you for I'll be blunt about it. I was going to go with bang. So you are going to be more blunt about it. <laughs> so it, it definitely rounds out some of Zap. It gives Kiff a little bit more personality. The world built a little bit with Dupe because Dupe does come back up. Not a ton, but it comes back up. The jokes are land. They're funny. I, I don't really have much else to say about it. It's not, it's not one of those kind of like transcendent kind of things. There's not a lot of... It's not an episode I would say, hey, you're getting into Futurama. You have to watch this one. Okay. I'd probably say that, you know, it's probably, for me, maybe a B minus B. Okay. So I'll I'll go into my review on this. Uh, like I said, I, I did point out just a bit ago, I, I pointed out at the very beginning of this episode, that I wasn't really looking forward to this episode. You even teased this. You, are, you, I, you teased, I teased this, this moment. This is the moment you have all been waiting for so um i did i did tease that because as i've mentioned on the podcast a couple of times before i'm not a huge fan of zap because he i mean he's very much a caricature and there's only i mean i i I feel like when you're lampooning a a style of person uh there's only so much that you can blame that character for but i feel that a lot of times zap is a little a little too creepy for me this episode despite being very zap heavy wasn't a whole lot of creepiness whereas before like you said uh and in previous episodes it's 100 percent like i am this this predator out on the prowl i'm gonna get me some like that's his whole shtick and in this he is much more human he has his flaws are huge and play into the story. <laughs> we see him sort of at his lowest. Um, so the zap part didn't bother me as much as I I would have expected, which is a weird thing to say because I've seen yeah. this episode so many times. But it's kind of the thing I always come back to where watching it with a more critical eye where we're talking about it on a podcast. Uh, it kind of changes how you see these episodes occasionally. Yeah, a little bit. More than anything, I think it's it's less that it changes how I see episodes and more just that I will remember an episode kind of being like, oh, well, you know, it's not a great episode, but I'll have fun every time I watch it. Right. Um, and I feel like this is a, a case of that because I found myself laughing a whole lot. There are tons of great lines in here, even some from Zap, despite the fact that, you know, I, I'm, I'll shut up on the I don't like Zap thing uh, for now, but... Even he's got some great lines. Uh, we get the, to meet the hyper chicken for the first time. Um, there are a lot of good callbacks. We get so many lines that I quote all the time. We've got the neutral planet. Just so many great things. I enjoyed it a whole lot. It's going to come as a bit of a, a surprise, but I'm going to zag on him. I'm going to give it an A. Wow. All yeah, right. nobody de- saw that. Not even I saw that. Yeah, you zagged on me and yourself. I, I zagged on everybody. It comes as a surprise to uh, to even me, but I just I loved the episode too much. Um, I mean, there's very little I have to say about that, and that's in an episode that is so zap heavy. So, like, good job, Brannigan. Begin again. I will give you an A. Well, that's a good job for those writers that made Zap Brannigan less gr- creepy and gross and more rounded and human like. 
human-esque. As a spoiler, there are episodes we'll totally switch that back around in the future. Really? But for now, I'm I'm digging on it, so... You're digging on that zap groove. I'm digging on that zap groove. Now, if you are as surprised as I was about that, or maybe you want to give us your own thoughts on this episode, or if you have any other thoughts that you'd like to share with us, we always do love hearing from you. We absolutely so do. So if you would like to get in contact with us, you can do so by emailing us at backtothefuturamapodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at backtofuturama. And of course, we always do appreciate it uh, if you would be so kind as to go to iTunes, rate, and subscribe to us. We're continuously surprised every week when we look at our stats for how many people have actually listened to this episode because the number keeps going up. And that's in part because more people are finding it on iTunes mm-hmm. because you, uh, you've been rating and subscribing, because you've been telling your friends. And frankly, um, it's uh, way more way more listeners than i ever anticipated so uh it, it, we, we really love that yeah Thanks. it's it's really humbling and uh and really great to know, to know that we we're, we're we're definitely saying things that people want to listen to so so yeah if you have any thoughts or you know want to rate us absolutely go for it let us know and uh yeah i like how you said people want to listen to us and meanwhile we just had a whole talk about notes about hobo montage I don't know why people want to listen to us, but they do. And we and uh, we thank you for, for that. I hope you enjoyed the discussion of our notes of being hobo montages. And until next week, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from the world of tomorrow. tomorrow.